0: do this you guys ready you don't sound ready all right let's do it anyway Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian, here with a group of men who know that Teslas don't have new car smell. They have Elon Musk.
1: (laughs) 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 There you are.
2: I'm Javier, and I am in Whittier with Adrian.
1: I am Edgar coming to you from Sacramento, California.
3: And I'm Dennis coming to you from Buffalo, New York. Hmm. Smells like it.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's Javier's job. That is Javier's Dang. job. I actually like Dennis. Anyway. Uh,
3: There's a lot more fresh here than L.A., so.
2: Okay, sure, sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably true. Mm. Today we're going to talk about the end of the world, as we know it. And I feel fine. <laughs> Our scripture today comes from
3: Matthew 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only.
2: Delicious.
3: Delicious,
0: indeed. Mm
2: -hmm. So let's get this
0: podcast on the road. So I had a couple of thoughts about the podcast. Mm -hmm. And as you already know, we will let everyone run with whatever idea they have about the end of the world. But what got my attention was the scripture, because we've talked about the end before um, in this podcast. And one thing just kind of keeps hitting me, you know, is that people want to know, you know, we're always looking for signs. We're always looking for what the Bible says about it. And we have a few people, basically everyone but with me, who have a lot of extensive scriptural um background you know that would be able to tell us something about the end of the world as far as scripture goes we just gave the only thing i know scripture wise you know and people say that the uh book of revelation has a bunch of stuff on it however however the one thing that i've been holding on to is that just that uh, that and another thing Uh, i'll share that other thing as well that the day or the hour no one knows those are the words of jesus i'm going to stick with that Another thing that he said was that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, that means it's right here, man. Like we, we, we're either making it happen, or we're not. We're either opening the gates of heaven, or opening the gates of hell. My suggestion: shut the hell up and open the heaven up. <laughs> that was Thank a good one. Here you.
2: all week. Before I pass it off to our our guest, Edgar, and welcome back, Edgar. Um, I want to read Francis. a quote from, um, obviously, my favorite pope and arguably the greatest pope of all time. Um, Francis. Saint- <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. Uh, oh, St. John Paul II. Uh, a quote, And he was not a pope at this time when this quote came out. He's actually a cardinal, Carl, uh, Carl Lativa, Lativa, in 1976. And this is what I said. I'm not going to read the whole quote. But he says, and he was addressing uh, the American church, he says, we are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church, the gospel versus the anti-gospel. Okay, Uh, Kind of a prediction of what was to come. Uh, Anyways, I'll pass it on to you, Edgar.
1: You know, with that in mind, I also recall, um, I forget which operation it was, but Uh, There's an apparition that's, that's basically says that we are currently in the advent of all of that, which means that we haven't even gotten to the main part of it. So, um, so the end of times is always coming as, as most people, you know, as when you really think about history in general, um, whenever you're. Whenever anybody's living in any generation, they're always talking about the end of the world. it's always going to happen right so the you have the apostles who were expecting Christ to come back at one point and they were probably thought it was going to be at their uh, around their time and as centuries went on, you had you know sects and everything kind of starting to um, starting to try to predict when the end of the world was going to happen right you had uh the good old jehovah's witnesses right who've, who who try to predict it uh over and over again and yet uh oh, yes. have failed every single time uh, at predicting it right if you if you really look into the history of the jehovah's witnesses it's really interesting to see uh the failed predictions every time and the letdown every time yes. uh but but I think that's that's the thing about humanity. It constantly repeats itself where we're always thinking we're living in the worst of it. And one thing that my mentor always says, like, you, you have to keep in mind that history will continue to repeat itself. Uh, and we are repeating a point in history um, that maybe not our, you know, our ans- recent ancestors have lived through. But you look at other civilizations and they've lived through similar things. Uh, such as the fighting for the family, the fighting, the 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 changing and understanding of sexuality, which is basically what we're going through today, right? With yeah. with the whole uh, gender theory and uh, and just the destruction of our basic understanding of what of what it means to be a human. Um, you had a little bit of that going on in the Roman Empire as well. The Greeks also experienced some of that as well. And I think we need to keep in mind that these things as they're repeating we must not repeat the same what's the word i'm looking for repeat the same actions that those civilizations committed that ended in their in in the end of their their civilizations and um as much as i like pope john paul ii's quote i i don't necessarily think that we're at the very end but i do think that we are getting close to the end of civilization as we know it today uh i think we are really coming to a decline in our in our culture and our understanding and our in our civilization so uh whether he means it's the end of the world and christ is going to come uh in the next couple of years or whether he means that the end of civilization in this you know christian civilization that we've built is over uh i think it's still important to always be prepared right yeah
0: yeah I
3: agree. Great reflection, Edgar. I appreciate that. And just building off of that and what Javier said, um, I was listening to Jesse Romero on the radio today, and he was quoting uh, the great bishop of uh, Western New York here, where I am, uh, Venerable Fulton Sheen. And from the book uh, called uh, Communism and the Conscience of the West, uh, 1948, Venerable Fulton Sheen said, Satan will set up a counter church, which will be the ape of the Catholic Church, it will have all the notes and characteristics of the Church, but in reverse and emptied of its divine content. And he goes on and on about the Antichrist, um, obviously not coming and masquerading himself, uh, like you know, wearing uh, red tights and and vomiting sulfur, right? Uh, but you get the idea. And I and I recommend that uh, people go and read this book from Venerable uh, Fulton Sheen. But I. Th- I think that a lot of people don't realize uh, that Jesus did in Matthew 24, which we read from. He did state some clues to what we'll have uh, when the end is here, which includes there are going to be um, natural disasters like no other. There are going to be wars like no other. Uh, there's going to be right. There's going to be suffering that humanity has never experienced before. So it's going to be worse than World War II and um all these things will not yet it will not yet be the end he says because ultimately the jews have to convert and all the nations have to hear the gospel so even though this has been discussed throughout time and space back uh hundreds of years ago and every century they've discussed the end times never has the gospel spread to all corners of the earth until just recently and there are still some countries in uh deep in the jungles of africa and maybe even south america and 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 parts of asia that haven't heard the gospel but very few and far between um you know even even uh west africa sub-saharan africa that that is now uh spreading its priests to the western uh hemisphere they um just received the gospel within the past hundred years. And now they have, you know, a a large amount of priests, uh, nuns. And now they're, they're the ones that are revitalizing the church. However, that was only a hundred years ago that they received the gospel. And think about it. I mean, we're going back to even Aquinas's time, um, uh, the 1800s, right. Uh, we're talking about uh, no other time in history have uh, we had more of the gospel spread than now, especially with the media, right? And even with this podcast, people are listening to us in all, all uh, corners of the earth, right? So I think that uh, we need to be aware that there is something uh, to be said of, of, of the gospel that we heard. And uh, if you read further into Matthew twenty-four, you'll see what Jesus discusses about the end times. And again, we don't know the day or the hour, but we can understand the season, right? That's what he said. He said, "If you look and you see, um, you know, you see clouds coming here, and and you know these things happening within the uh, within the climate, you know what's going to happen, right? You know, uh, you know, basically, there's a cold front coming, or there's the dry season coming, whatever." <laughs> People can tell what's going to happen. But uh, you should look at the signs of the times and see uh, that the end is near, right? So uh, I, um, I was going to pass it on to Adrian.
0: Oh, tag. All right. I don't know. I want to push back a little bit because I don't know. I've always kind of kind of looked at those things and I'm like, you know what? When have we not had war? When have we not had suffering? When have we not been exposed to the cruelty of humanity? You know, I've read extensively about and and listen to podcasts and watch documentaries about the cruelties that happened in world war two. They, it was disgusting. I mean, it made me have to stop listening, stop reading, stop watching because I couldn't handle such horror. You know, it was, it was disgusting. It was bad. It was like, Jesus come now. Yeah. You know, like you if, really if I were, there? if I were in the midst of all of that corruption that, that kept going after, by the way, mind you, um, according to the stuff that's out there not to get into into um conspiracy theories and whatnot but there's like declassified documents that say that certain things happened and people have come out in in south america talking about experiments that were done to them um by people of of german descent yeah. um so yeah there, there's some some crazy stuff that continued to happen Because stuff that we have no idea about that's happening right now, thinking about human trafficking and all that stuff, that's swept under the rug. you know, So many things, so much suffering, it's still happening. The signs of the time were there as they are today. The words were confusing when Jesus said, this generation shall not pass. It's because I think we're asleep. We're asleep and we're just thinking that, oh, that's going to happen some other time. Or Jesus didn't mean this, Jesus didn't mean that. He meant now. Like, hey. Adrian, wake up. You know, like it's, it's not for anyone else. At this point, I'm looking at the gospel and I'm saying, Jesus is speaking to me. He's speaking to me saying, wake the heck up. Get your head out of where the sun don't shine and serve others. You know, the time is now. This is not when you get ready for whatever may come because you have a challenge coming tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. You know, I'm stealing the words of Apollo Creed and uh, Rocky, what is it? Rocky three. Um, when, when, Rocky was training, I've shared this in the podcast before, uh, Rocky was training, uh, as a colored fighter, uh, as they say in the, in the movie and Apollo Creed was training him to, to fight Mr. T after he lost to him. And, <laughs> and he was like, he was ready. He's about ready to give up. He was like, nah, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like I can't, I'm too tired. And it's it like, no, what do you mean? You're too tired. You can't be too tired. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, tomorrow. And then he just kind of, I want to say he slapped him for dramatic effect here in the podcast, but, but he just like snaps on him. And he's like, there is no tomorrow. And that's the message that I get whenever I see this, this end of the world stuff is that there is no tomorrow. You know, the kingdom of heaven is right here at hand. Mm
2: -hmm. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. for
0: later. It's for right now. And if just every single one of us, including myself, by the way, because I have to tell myself this every single day to just get up let god love me and let that love trickle down to the way i treat everyone that i come in contact with Mm -hmm. that my students may not go home without realizing that someone gives a crud about them you know that my kids wake up with me telling them i love them that my kids and my wife especially go to bed knowing that i love them Mm -hmm. you know and and that's and that's just the beginning of it tag (laughs)
2: <laughs> I want to I want to go back to the, the history of the church because you know in the church you often hear people um, not only in the Catholic Church but obviously uh, especially uh, you know Protestants or Evangelical Christians always talking about the end, uh, Revelation and the end and you know the mark of the beast and, and all yeah, that all that good c-
0: stuff. See see see.
2: In the history of the church, <laughs> many times where we thought the world was going to get was going to end, and and many times where. Uh, they were kind of game changers for the church, right? First, we have the, the fall of Rome. Uh, obviously, the Great Schism, right? Um, the Reformation, uh, that, that's a huge one. Uh, the, the French Revolution, you have the Enlightenment. And even in our secular world, we've seen a lot of this stuff. We, we have, in the Middle Ages, we have the, the, the plague, right? Remember that when hundreds of thousands of people were dying, right, in the plague, you have World War II, World War I. World War II, especially as Adrian talked about, was the most horrific one. Uh, Y2K, do you remember that? I we remember. Lived, that. We went through Y2K. <laughs> that was crazy, right? Where, where everybody thought the world was going to end. You know, the computers and all that crazy stuff. we are right? going
0: to launch all the missiles. Oh we're my god! Die.
2: That was crazy. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. And and obviously so the don't the, forget 2012. We have is uh, obviously the coronavirus the pandemic. Coronavirus. Right. And, and again, this, this, this end of the world talk came to fruition again, came back to the forefront. And, you know, as, as Catholics, as Christians, you know, we, when we talk about the end, we talk about eschatology. We talk about which the word eschatology literally means last, the last things. And what are the last things that we're talking about? We're talking about first and foremost, death. You see, gentlemen, um, the end of the world may not come to us uh, in terms of the second coming today or tomorrow. Maybe, right? We don't know. But our life can end at any moment. We do not know the day or the hour when you and I will die, right? Death does not discriminate against you, anyone, right? It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, if you're black or white, uh, if you're young or old. Death comes to us all. And the second thing there in, in eschatology, as we talk about, is the, the judgment, and we talk about it particularly the la- not necessarily the last judgment, but the particular judgment. What is the particular judgment? Is when you and I die, we're going to face God, and we're going to be judged at that very moment, right? And as I like to tell my students, that God is going to judge you according to two things, which I base off the greatest commandment. What are those two things? Did you love me? love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and did you love others, love your neighbor as yourself? I think the particular judgment could be summarized in, in that way, at least for me. Um, the next thing we have here is heaven, right? Heaven, no mind, no eye, no uh, no one can conceive or fathom what God has prepared for those who love him, right? Um, as much as we want to talk about heaven, we don't know about heaven, okay? We don't know anything about heaven. All I know is, that, and every time I talk I talk about heaven, I tell my students is that uh, I live here in Southern California. Is When I was a kid, I used to love going to Disneyland. Heck, I love going to Disneyland now. And to me, Disneyland was like heaven on earth. And if I love going to Disneyland, and Disneyland was something I dreamt about when I was a kid, I can't even begin to imagine what heaven is going to be like right heaven is going to be like a million times better than disneyland um you don't have to wait in line
1: <laughs> yes
2: is that so darn expensive <laughs>
1: oh yeah what the oh, hell is hopefully, hopefully, hopefully waiting in line
2: hopefully it's crowded
0: like this. <laughs> see he's looking at me because i got three kids Let's season passes <laughs> We don't, we don't wait in line, though. Have, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another
2: story for another day. Yeah,
0: we'll, yeah, We'll talk about it.
2: And the last thing I want to say is for eschatology is hell. We talk about hell. Like and, this hell. you know, I, you always want to scare the hell out of people, right? But anyways, it's a good thing to scare the hell out of people. Um, when we talk about hell, you know, we talk about, as the catechism says, is that Hell is a place where we have excluded ourselves from communion with God. Why? Because God hates us? Because God wants to punish us? No, on the contrary. God wants all of us to be in communion with him. Obviously, that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ. But you and I choose by our own free will to exclude ourselves from God and his kingdom, right? Um, you know, I often, you often hear the student tell you, hey, Mr. Shannaval, or you know, Mr. Lujano or Mr. Grady, Shady Grady, or Garcia. Grady. <laughs> Hold on, like, what,
1: give, give, what? give the ambulance
2: a second. But it's, it's the national,
1: it's the, the, the official bird of LA, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. Hearing the ambulance in the background, it obviously brings us back to, to death. Death. Death mm. and...
1: <laughs> it's it's, it's ambiance sound.
2: It's not a coincidence, it's definitely God' incidents. Net, but, net sound. Net yes, sound. but going back to hell, you know, you hear the students say to you, um, you know, why did you fail me? It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I didn't fail you. You failed yourself. Well, what? What do you mean? Well, you, you didn't study for the test. You didn't do your homework. Um, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. It's the same way with, with the kingdom of God and, and, and living our lives for God. God doesn't send us to hell. We send ourselves from hell to hell, excuse me. And and what is hell? Nothing more than the separation between us and god right god knocks at our heart all our lives wanting to come in right and we reject him because he gave us free will so when we die he says okay sure you don't want to be with me you don't want to love me you don't want to be in communion with me i'm going to send you to the perfect place where you can enjoy this state forever where is that hell edgar
1: yeah, you know it's funny you you mentioned that because when I when I was teaching, I uh, I would whenever my students would be acting up in class, uh, I'd have uh, a on the board it said it says detention right detention at the top. So all I would do is I would go up to them and just hand them the 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 dry erase marker, and they, you know, they knew exactly what that was. And they're like, you're really gonna give me detention? It's like I gave you nothing. It's like I'm making you write your name on there because you did it to yourself because you gave detention to yourself by not by not following the rules. and (laughs) and 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 i I think you're right you know one of the things that i that comes to mind that i really appreciate uh are the 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 cartesian monks you know studying abroad in austria uh being there for you know walking the halls uh, of the monastery uh where they walked as well hundreds of years ago wow what they said was that when they would walk they would be normally in silence uh they would never speak to each other. Whenever they would speak to each other, they would only say three words. They would say frater memento mori, just brother, remember your death. And it was, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to remember. I mean, think about it. The only time you have actually ever have human contact is when they're reminding you that you're going to die one day. And I, and I love the traditions of, I know Aquinas did it along with, along with the others who held a skull on their desk along with the crucifix as a reminder of death, you're going to die one day. You're going to, you're going to see your You're going to meet your creator and you're going to be judged for all the things that you did, how you lived out. And, uh, you're distracting me with that, you know? <laughs> so
2: yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying. <laughs> Adrian's waving a skull, a fake yeah. skull,
1: Halloween skull. Sure. Yeah. Fake. So, so I, I think, uh, when it, i really like what you said javi you know like we're we're all gonna face our our own judgments and even though it may not be the the end time when you know fire and brimstone are going to come down and, and christ himself is gonna uh come back to the earth uh, the way he ascended right the way he, he left mm-hmm.
0: uh-oh. uh-oh indeed it looks like we're out of time catch you next time
1: I wasn't ready.